Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Tom Rubeck and I'm here with Catherine Hammond from our business services research team. Today, we're going to talk about what's happening in the Australian B2B market and we'll also discuss how this is relevant for operators elsewhere. This is based on a recent article and on our latest Australian business forecast report. We'll put links to both of these in the notes of this podcast. So, Catherine, in Australia, we see a lot of activity from the smaller challenger operators, and we'll talk a bit more about exactly what they're doing in a minute. Um, But before we do, can you just talk about why we're seeing this activity now and what makes it a good time for them to, to invest? Mm, Thanks, Tom. Yeah, so for those who are not that familiar with the Australian market, it's perhaps just um, worth explaining to start with that a key feature of the market is the National Broadband Network, or NBN as it's often referred to. Um, And that's been rolled out over the last decade or so, and it offers wholesale connectivity services that now cover most Australian homes and business premises. Um, It's mostly a fibre network, but it does also use fixed wireless and satellite. Uh, And the key thing is that it replaces Telstra's legacy copper network. Now, initially that NBN focused on consumer rollout and services, uh, but back in 2018, it launched wholesale enterprise ethernet services. And since then, it's developed uh, a number of services that are tailored to small and medium-sized enterprises as well. Uh, And recently, it's got a growing number of what it calls designated business fibre zones, where there are quite significant pricing discounts for business services. So the existence of that NBN means that all operators essentially have access to the same set of wholesale inputs almost nationally. And that really limits the scope for differentiation on the basis of of service or coverage uh, that established operators might typically have, have leveraged in the past. So several operators do still run their own networks in key business districts and indeed are investing in new fibre networks. But in terms of national supply, that's really dominated now by NBN. And as that copper network has been closing down, businesses have had to migrate across to NBN. And that's also been an opportunity as they make that migration for for challenger operators to encourage them also to, to switch provider at the same time. Okay, so the the, lower, the barriers to entry are much lower for the challenger operators than they than they were before. Absolutely, and there's been a lot of disruption anyway in the market, which is pushing businesses to to maybe reevaluate what it is um, that they're looking for. Right. So let's turn to those operators now. So, so what sort of approaches are they taking, um, and how much growth are they achieving? Yeah, so I mean, in terms of growth, uh, the, the challenger operators still represent a pretty small share of the, the B2B market. So if you, we think about the largest ones that we'll talk about, they're reporting revenue um, from businesses, maybe somewhere between 100 and 300 million Australian dollars a year. Uh, and that compares to Telstra's B2B revenue um, of, of almost 4 billion. So uh, whereas all of the established operators have been suffering really from quite big declines in revenue over the last few years, though, these challenger operators are growing quite rapidly. And in some cases, we, we see them more than doubling their B2B revenue in the last financial year. Um, so, yeah, in terms of approaches, um, I guess if we, if we talk about a, a few of them, uh, first of all, Macquarie Telecom, um, that's a fairly well-established challenger in the mid-market. It's been around for quite a number of years and it's differentiated itself from, from the get-go in terms of customer satisfaction. Um, it was the first Australian operator to launch SD1 back in 2017 and, and SD1 has become really quite a key part of its strategy. Um, so perhaps uh, more recently, um, back in 2018, as, as NBN began this more f- 
focus on business services. Macquarie Telecom signed a, a long-term deal with NBN to get access to those. And it says that's greatly enhanced its ability to compete in the fixed business market. So I think from what we see from Macquarie Telecom is um, that that availability of NBN really pushing forward its, uh, its fixed business services. Yeah, and looking from the chart in the in the in the article, Macquarie over the past three years has each year it's increased its revenue. Each each year it's grown. It has, and it's been doing that for for, for more than three years. It's yeah. um, it's been quite successful with it with its strategy. Um, so then the the next one I wanted to talk about was Spirit Technology Solutions, um, and that's a B two B specialist that provides both IT and telecom services. Um, it's had a recent cha- name change, which focuses more on that, that IT side. Um, and Spirit's grown rapidly through through acquisition. Uh, just in the last few years, it's completed 12 deals. And that's enabled it to extend both its coverage, but also the range of IT capabilities that it has. Um, one of the biggest acquisitions it made was of NextGen Australia in April last year, which effectively doubled its business customer base. So at that point, it said it had more than 10,000 business customers. Uh, and what it does is it offers businesses a single point of contact, contact for both technology needs and connectivity services as well. Um, and so it's it's been growing both through acquisition in terms of customer numbers, but also through diversification of services. Right, so it's been buying telecoms players, but also IT players as well. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, then there's Superloop. Um, so Superloop provides connectivity and managed services. It's um, got operations in Australia, but also in Singapore and Hong Kong. Um, and that uh, also made a large acquisition in 2021, a company called Exitel, who are an Australian ISP. And Superloop reports now about 16,000 business customers, mostly in Australia. Um, it's got a portfolio that co- covers connectivity, also SD WAN and managed Wi-Fi, um, and it, it is really looking to uh, cross-sell services. Um, so, in one of its re- recent reports, it noted that more than half of its small business customers already take at least two services from it, and it's looking to push that more with with larger businesses as well. So, again, we see both the connectivity, but but the other services as well coming in. Um, and then the last one I wanted to mention is Aussie Broadband. Um, in terms of customer numbers, it's got about uh, 400,000 across consumer and business customers. Uh, and it's reported an increased focus more recently on the business segment um, into to both our t- enterprise and IT service ma- services. Uh, so in the last financial year, it reported a 90% year-on-year growth in the number of business broadband connections. And again, uh, thinking about IT, it's, it made an announcement in December last year that it was bidding to acquire Over the Wire, which is a technology company and platform provider. So again, um, acquiring to extend capabilities into things like cloud security and, and other IT services. They have some good names, these Australian companies like Superloop and Over the Wire. Yes, yes, they do. They do. Um, so, I mean, I guess, you know, they're... I've brought out one of the key things about each of them is this focus on IT, uh, particularly with the last three we spoke about, um, and this emphasis on selling multiple services. Uh, I, I, you know, as you've heard as well, quite a few have grown through acquisition, and that's that's interesting because it's not just been about getting customers; it's also been about getting capabilities um, to support those IT services. Um, 
and, and I think Macquarie's focus on customer service is not unique to Macquarie either. Um, it's something that the other challenges are looking at as well. So Spirit talks about this single point of contact for its uh, customers, mm-hmm. and and we see in the marketing material of the others, you know, and certainly um, an ambition to differentiate through customer service. Okay. Um. So just thinking about this more broadly. Um, both in Australia but beyond Australia as well what what lessons can we learn or can more established operators or operators in other markets what can they learn from what's happening in Australia yeah so I, I think for established operators you know the the NBN is not it's it's a unique thing to Australia but there's many other markets where uh, you know mm. national wholesale um, inputs are, are widely available and, and SD1 also means that network ownership is becoming less important. So those things are eroding the advantage that the established operators have in terms of coverage. Um, but they do still have brand recognition. They do still have you know established sales channels. They do still have a large existing customer base to draw on. So I think they should you know continue to, to leverage those things. Um, uh, one thing in Australia that the, the established operators also have is that they're converged um, mobile operators as well. Um, and I think that's something that maybe maybe more established operators could make more of in some markets. You know, there's, there's some countries where business FMC operate, offers are quite well established. There, there's others where they're maybe not so, so established. And I think Australia is probably, probably one of those in the latter group. Um, and then, yeah, I guess um, the the emphasis on bundling connectivity and ICT services is something that all operators could could look to do more of. Um, maybe especially in the small business market where SMEs are looking for a kind of a one stop shop for for their needs. Um, and again, the, the the attention on customer satisfaction, things like dedicated account management, even for those small businesses, is something that that maybe operators could think about investing more in. Okay, great. Thank you, Catherine. So there's plenty more content on the business services market on the Analysis Mason website. And to automatically receive future episodes of this podcast, please subscribe. Thank you for listening.